Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your number one source for all things Final Fantasy TCG, sponsored by Ultimate Guard. Name of this episode, name of this episode is Gone Fishing. Don't forget that. Okay. Don't forget that. We're starting with some some kind. Of, well, not starting with it, but we're it, it's going to end on a slight low note, but then we're going to get back to the highs. But Adam, you know it's always a high when we're here. For the RVA Returners Podcast. Folks, I'm your host, Chris Adams. With me as always, Adam Lane. Say hi to everybody. Hi, everybody. Yeah, so uh, we are, you know, we had a little bit of uh, internet issues yesterday, at least myself in particular. So we started recording last night, but it kept cutting out. And we were like, you know what, fuck it, let's just call it. So here we are, Tuesday afternoon, getting ready to go ahead and, uh, you know, get this thing squared away for the week. And we got a lot to talk about. Uh, A lot of spoilers have happened. I know we missed a week. Um, we had a Crystal Cup this weekend. There was an event over in the UK. A lot of huge announcements had happened. Um, there's, I don't know where to begin, man. There's just, there's a lot. There's a lot to talk about here, and uh, we got some things going on here on the returner side. You know, over the course of the next month, so some some small changes, some temporary changes. But you know what? We'll dive into that. But uh, Adam, we're gonna go to where we like to go, and that's never gonna change. It's a safe place. It's an informative place. I think you know where we're going. Your silence tells me everything. <laughs> it's the news. All right. So, we've had a lot of spoilers in the last couple of weeks. Now, we don't want to spend most of the time going over all of those. So, what we're going to do is actually just kind of pick out the ones that are the most uh, noteworthy. Because we're actually going to do a live stream. The set should be revealed on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Right? Should be, yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a Returners, you know, kind of roundtable live stream discussion. And we're going to do a full set review. Just some early impressions, kind of like we always do. And we're going to do that live Friday night, assuming the set gets spoiled. Which it should. So, but so what we're going to do is just for, you know... Just for the time being, we're just going to go over the notable ones from the last couple weeks. And uh, Adam, where are we starting? Yeah, so we'll start with uh, Sid Alstein. And the, these are notable like ones that we think are oh, pretty absolutely. solid. Um, so like, you know, some people might not agree with us, and that's fine. Uh, so Sid Alstein's a 3 CP ice backup, EX burst. Um, when he enters the field, you choose one forward. If your opponent has two or less cards in their hand, you don't freeze. And if they have no cards, you break. Cards and others. I think this card is really, really good. Um... Now, does it replace the forward? I'm going to say in a lot of decks, yes. Maybe not in every ice deck, but I think just the fact that Kuja exists makes this card something that you just really are going to have to think about. And the fact that it's, I mean, it's a 3 CP backup. It does exactly what the forward wants. And it also has a little bit of extra, so they they can no longer do like the, uh, well, I'll draw a card or something. You know, even still, if they're drawing a card... Even though the target's not dying, it's still getting dull and frozen. So mm-hmm. you're still getting some value out of it. And also, there's a lot of new uh, forwards in the top end device. So being able to like slot out a, a forward for a backup that now is probably going to see its its burst is a little more relevant. I think it. I think that's a fair trade. What do you think? Yeah, no, I like it over the forward in pretty much almost all instances. The only weird thing is that it costs three and. Ice is pretty picky about his 3CP backups. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sid Alstein's already been kind of getting cut from a lot of builds anyways, mm-hmm. uh, for the most part. And I think this does what, he, what that forward does, but pretty like pretty much better. Just you lose the 9K body, which does suck a little bit. But um, with Kuji, you can replay it. And then also you have the the chance that like the burst is going to hit more often. Because right now against a good player, you're not hitting. Yeah. And Alstein burst unless they have to go Hellbit before they swing for some reason. Yeah, which you, you, you don't do. Unless you, like you said, you're literally trying to get like a body out of the way to swing favorably. Yeah, but you can get a player with only two <coughs> cards in their hand on their turn. So that's, that's something exactly. you can do. Exactly. So I think the card's much better. But yeah, we'll go on to the next. It's another ice card. Yeah, so the next one we want to talk about was Vayne. It's a 5CP ice legendary, uh, 9K. All forge your opponent's opponent controls at gain at the end of... Your turn, if you don't pay one, break this forward. You know, I was a lot higher on this card when it was first spoiled. Um, I think what's unfortunate is the name clash is so huge. The old vein is just such an important card right now. Because with even even with Diabolos being what it is, 
people aren't scared of playing big bodies, and that's all ice is. Ice is all big bodies. Um, I think this vein has a really neat effect. Um, I like it. It reminds me a lot of like a reverse tabernacle of Pendrel Vale from Magic, but it's nowhere near as good. I like it. I can see it as like a one of maybe, and so it's it's worth tr playing with and trying to see if you can actually get it to pop off. But I, I don't know, Adam. What do you think? I like the design. I like that it's not just an ice card that dull and freezes and discards. Like, yeah. I, I want to see more of the tax effects. I think those are cool. I think it's <coughs> like a a space and ice that's not really getting pushed that hard. Mm -hmm. And so I like seeing more. However, I think people are overrating the card for sure. Mm -hmm. I think it's okay. I think you could play it as a one-off, but I think the other vein is just a better card. Yeah. This feels more like a win-more card to me. Mm -hmm. feels like you're, you're not playing this card when you're buying. You're not playing this card early. Mm -hmm. You're only playing this card when you're ahead to slam out a game. Because mm -hmm. like, if you play this card at any game trying to come back, mm -hmm. I'm just going to swing out and kill you most of the time. Mm -hmm. Or I'm just going to be in a position where... Maybe I can afford to pay. Uh, if it was at the end of your turn, this card would be ridiculously good, mm -hmm. but it's not. Um, and so it kind of gives your opponent a full turn to answer it. Mm -hmm. And then I, I don't, I'm not like a magic player, but I did see the card that a lot of people compare it to, and that card's way more busted than this card. Oh, big time. So for one big thing, time. that's a land. It was free, mm -hmm. uh, and it was upkeep instead of yeah. um, end of turn. So uh, those those two things to me are huge differences than paying five for something in this game. That's mm -hmm. a forward. That's remove way easier easier to remove mm -hmm. um but his effect is cool and i can see people play, people will play them yeah like he's good enough to see play mm -hmm. i just i personally think he's being overrated and it's just tough when i mean if you look at ogie's list from the crystal cup and chris lopez will tell you too you're running three veins for a reason yeah like you got veritas and all these other big dudes in the in the meta even through all the diaboluses some of the big Swingy cards are still 5 and 6 CP. Yeah, most decks get 3 Diabolus. That's enough to kill your 3 Orphans, but you still got 3 Kujas, you yeah. still got All Stains, you still got yep. Fina, you know, whatever. So, yeah, card's fine. I, I think pe people mess with it, but I don't know where it goes. So, uh, up next, we got a fun one. Yeah, so this is another Class Hero Cadet in the set. It's a Deuce. She's a 1 CP 3K. Probably the best 1 CP forward I think I've ever seen in this game. I agree with that. Oh, um, well... I love Vivi, but Vivi's, okay, that's true. but Vivi's extremely specific. Yeah, this Vivi is. might be better than this, actually. I forgot Vivi costs one, because he's, yeah, I just see, I see him so much. Mm -hmm. um, so what, what she does is the forwards other than Deuce, she control gain 1,000 power, and the job zero cadets forwards you control other than Deuce gain 1,000 power. So basically, she's a double anthem mm -hmm. for cadets, and she's an, a single another single anthem for wind, for yeah. all elements. doesn't necessarily just need to be wind forwards. Which is awesome, because, I mean, she's cheap. Which is great in a Veritas meta because you have a turn where you play her. You you know if you got Marie on the line, you've got like a nice two uh, you know it's a two K power swing, which can be relevant. Um, and then it's like oh they play Veritas, that's fine. I'll get rid of her. Um, and I do like her at the fact that you know she's a just a great Phoenix target. That's when you think about it from a damage standpoint, that's almost like a four K four you know a four K power swing kind of. But I think the card's good and it, it has good applications outside of Cadet decks. Yeah, I mean, the 1K could be pretty relevant outside of Cadet. That's it. like in conjunction with Maria, too. Mm -hmm. Now you're looking at 2K. It's it's probably not as good as Lease because Lease is a little bit harder to remove, but it's also only 1 CP. So yeah. I, I think I think she might be fighting for some slots, but probably not in like typical list. I think it's going to be some different list. And, mm -hmm. and maybe Cadets <laughs> make a comeback, and she's definitely in there. Oh, beyond so. a shadow of a doubt. Absolutely. And so uh, next we got the lock, who ended up being a light card. Oh, man, what the, they pulled a fast one on us on yeah. this one. So it's a 4CP AK treasure hunter. Uh, at the beginning of your main one, reveal the top two cards of your deck. Add one Category 6 character among them to your hand, the other on the bottom of your deck in any order. Mm. And then when lock attacks, the Category 6 forwards you control other than lock gain plus 2,000 power until end of turn. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to say this. this. This is one of the title cards this deck needed for that push, because it's... He's literally drawing you a third card pretty much every turn in title. Yep. Um, so I think he's excellent there. He's a, he's a no-brainer there, and it's always more, you know, it's always good to have more Mirage dives, which is always good. Um, in standard, I don't know. I just don't think that because you're not playing you're not playing this guy in ice because the other lock is just head and shoulders better. Um, the only other like deck I could think of where you're playing this guy in standard. Is if you're playing like a mono fire six list with like Sabin, Duncan, Cyan, Shadow, um, 
But what sucks is like if you're playing it like that, which isn't great already because you lose all the payoff cards, your Setzer, your Nanorsids, and all that. But he is a 4 CP, so Meath kind of becomes a good searcher there. But I don't know. I, I think the card's cool. It's definitely a title card. I don't know what kind of splash it makes in Constructed or Standard, if any. Yeah, I I don't think he's going to make much of a splash in Standard at all. Uh, it sucks that he's light because you can't even discard it for CP. I know. Uh, so if you're playing him in Fire Ice as S Fodder, like just, you're better off probably playing the other one. Yeah. Sad as that is to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in title you played nine locks. Oh, one hundred percent for sure. They're all getting you something. So that that seems good there. Uh, the two K buff even in the Ice Fire deck is kind of whatever, right? Because locks already so big in that deck. Yeah. And then you got, you know you got Genesis is getting big and, and Lease is and there. Duncan is big and Saban can get big. So like. They don't really need to get bigger. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, Lease on top of that, too. Yep. And the only, and the only reason I like him in a mono fire six build is because you can use his ability. And then you can kind of, and you can save in special without having to worry about losing any of your guys. Sure. And they have Brave in that list, probably. But, right. But, it, it, you know, it's a thing, stretch. We're it's, digging. It's, a, it's more of a fun list than a competitive list. Oh, that, for that sure. That's a, that's a Tuesday night locals list, for sure. Yeah. Um, so next up, I think this came out at the same time as Locke, actually, is mm-hmm. uh, 4CP Ravis, uh, Category 15 EX Burst. Mm-hmm. When he enters the field, you choose a forward opponent controls and dull it. Uh, and then when he enters the field, choose a forward opponent controls. If the number of forwards your opponent controls is greater than the number of forwards you control, dull it. So he, if you're behind on board, he can dull two things. Yeah, I'm, I'm bummed because it's a 15 character that's not in the color that you want, um, just for that. Um, I think it's fine. Um but I feel like if I'm behind, I don't want to dull things. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like it's kind of like Amon, right? And Amon just kind of kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. So I mean, the burst is nice. Maybe a good limited card if you know if you're looking to turn the game around. But I don't know. I don't know where this guy goes. Yeah, I think he's a solid limited card. Mm-hmm. I think he's okay. Uh, I don't know if he, how much play he really is going to see. Mm-hmm. But he's interesting. Um, yeah, I think Amon might be better, though, just because of having that dole on demand once mm-hmm. he's been out for a turn. Mm-hmm. Whereas this guy's just going to dole two things. It just seems like almost like a worst Alba. Right, and I also feel like, too, like if there's a new card in the set that I'm playing that I can get that dull effect, I'm playing that 12 standard unit that whenever a, a lightning forward comes into play, I get to dull something. Because now I can, build, I can build board advantage and still do what this guy's doing. I don't need to be, like, behind. Though, to be fair... I think they'd be neat in conjunction. Like, you have that guy out, then you play that. You could potentially dull, like, their whole board with those two guys. Yep. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's the play. Maybe it's like you have that guy out. You play Ravis, you dull three things. <clears throat> yeah. Because if they have three, you just dull their board. Yeah, could be good. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of tough. I mean, maybe that's a different Mono Lightning deck. I'm not sure. I, I kind of hope we see more stuff that changes Mono Lightning because they've been the same probably for a long time. Yeah, so. yeah for sure. Uh, next card is a uh, new Begamnon. He's a five CP seven K job headhunter. Uh, job headhunter forge. You control the Begamnon game a thousand power, and then when he comes into play, he searches for his buddies, and he can play one onto the field. So it's a uh, Kajuk, Bogwi, and Renok. I mm-hmm. think we've seen all but one of those. Yeah, we have. Um, <clears throat> I actually like this card a lot. Um, I'm actually really again being a, a sucker for Final Fantasy twelve. I'm actually really in, interested in building a headhunters list because. You're, it looks like you're playing Earthfire, um, and I think that's a list. And since the, all the other ones are two CPs, you immediately start looking at like Baby Phoenix, and then even cards like Cryle, because I know the other two that we've seen, you kind of use them in combo to pretty much do 10k to your opponent's board, assuming you have four Headhunters. Right. Um, <clears throat> and then like I feel like you can just use these little bodies with conjunction with Baby Phoenix and Cryle to get Cryle specials off. And the fact that, you know, we've seen these 5 CP 7Ks before, but never one that literally just puts something on the field. Even though it's only a 2 CP, that's still good value. You know, you're getting two bodies on the board that potentially could do something, especially if um, you put the one in play that you pay an Earth and the next damage dealt does double. Like, mm-hmm. you could play Begamon, put that guy into play, and... Hecaton share with that guy, pay an Earth, and potentially put 12k on something. You know what I mean? Because it'll be a 6k because of the gamut. So, and the, all these cards are like common and rare. So I, I think it's a neat budget. Minus the Phoenix and the Cryle, obviously. I think it's neat. I like the card. Um, definitely going to be like a budget fun build. But I think Begamon's a good payoff card if you're looking to pay headhunters. Play yeah, headhunters. I wish the 10k or the 5k boards like 
damage was a little bit easier. Yeah. Or or maybe the next guy's a backup. That would be really sweet. Oh, the next guy's a backup. We're in business. Um, we're so in business. Because yeah, having to have to have. And I can't remember if the other guy says specifically forwards too. He might. He's uh he's no he says uh four job headhunters. I think he says okay. just four if, job head. Well, we could actually look right here and see. Yeah. If if not, I mean that's pretty good. I think he's the fire one. Yeah, he is. Uh, right there, it's the one that says FFTCG. Yeah, that one right there. Oh, it is forward. It's forward. Okay, so, it's so, got, so the other one's got to be a forward. Yeah, the other one has to be a forward for sure, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of a bit of a bummer because I think if one of them was a backup, it would be really, really good. Yeah. But the, but like <coughs> it's just like it's the reason you don't see the starter class outside of title. It's just too hard mm-hmm. to get that kind of board at mast. Yeah. So I need to have four forwards yeah. to wipe my opponent's board, and then I have to hope that you can't kill one of my forwards. Exactly. And that's why, like I said, if I'm playing the deck, I'm putting in Kryles and Baby Phoenixes just to have a backup plan for that pretty hard. But if you get it off, you'll feel great. Yeah, yeah. That's all Um, right. So next up is one of the Summer Cup, I think, spoilers. Mm -hmm. So it's a new Fanfret. It's 6 CP, and it's basically a double Fanfret that affects (laughs) monsters. Man, the old Durable Fanfret. But the thing is, this one actually hits monsters. Yeah. Um, I think this card's really, really good. Yeah, it's expensive, but, you know, we kind of said the same thing about Veritas. But what's cool about this one, it hits monsters, and... Water doesn't really have an answer for something like Scale Toad. And, like, is this something... Just think about this for a second. If you're playing in the Ice-Earth matchup and you're playing fam, or you're playing Mono Water with, and they have Garland Scale Toad out, that's pretty rough, right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel bad about rolling this out for six? Five if you have Rare Unit. Do you feel about rolling this out to make them sack both of those? I mean, maybe that's good, yeah. I mean, that's probably a good thing to hit. And it's something that deck has to be careful of. Mm-hmm. I already kind of think that Scale Toad's a tad bit overrated, to be uh-huh. honest. Uh, I think unless you play it at like the exact right time, you end up kind of like. Yeah. Sometimes it's super annoying. Don't oh, get me wrong. Me. But sometimes it's just like there, and you can't play it, and you don't have time to play it. Garland's kind of like that too. You right. play Garland early game, Garland's good. Mm-hmm. You play him like turn twenty. He's he's poop. He's not doing anything. He's a small body. Mm-hmm. Might get to freeze something. He might last a turn to get to freeze something the next mm-hmm. turn. Um, I think this card's okay. I think the other fan are better. Oh, sure. The, the burst is huge. and The burst, the discount, and I don't. sometimes I don't need to hit two things. Sometimes it's just the one. Yeah. Now, this becomes better when people start trying to protect themselves versus the smaller one when they play those two forwards out mm-hmm. to try to not have to sack their, pri- like their priority forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how much play this can see. It's obviously not bad. Yeah. Uh, well, because also, too, water decks are using this and three Veritas, so you've already got a bunch of that effect already. So this may be overkill. Um, I think the card's good, but I agree with you. I don't know where it sees play. And I, I think just with the water builds right now, you're loving your Chuchu Lanes, you're loving Leviathans, you're. There, there's just. And, and, you know, they have bursts, so you're loving that, too. But, like, I don't know. I could see them maybe slotting in, like, one, maybe two of maybe. these. Because it's great with, like, Porm, right? You'd sack your stuff. You sack Porm, you oh. get this thing right back. Is this is this that much better than Sildra, really? That's true. That is very, very true. Yeah, because at least Sildra, I get to pick what I return. Costs the same. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they can play it again the next turn. Like, this will kill it, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But it's not like Sildra's seeing some... It's not like Sildra's seeing play for this to replace it. Exactly. Um, so, it, it's neat. I mean, I don't think it's going to light the world on fire. But I think it's a good card. Yeah, I do. I do like it. I think it is solid. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know how much play it's going to see. Exactly. That's kind of where I'm at on it. No, I agree with that. Why oh, do we not have the Ice Dragon? Oh, here we go. <clears throat> yeah, so the next one is uh, Azure Dragon Lassie Soryu. It's a 5 CP EX Burst. Ice Legendary Forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a 9K. Oh, yeah. Uh, this EX Burst is when it attacks. Reveal the top card of your deck. If it's an Ice card, add it to your hand. It's not even drawing. Yeah. It's just an add. Which is uh, great. And then it has two abilities. Discard one Ice card. Choose a character. Freeze it. Discard three Ice cards. Choose a forward break. This card's really good. It's really, really good. Um, just the fact that, you know, it's... What am I trying to say? Like, I think this is the card, like, you're looking to replace forward Sid Austin with. Because um, it lets you do something with the dead cards in your hand, like the dead backups. Um, the fact that you're netting... you're Essentially, you're drawing a card without the word draw a card every turn. And when it flips on burst. Um, it's just a nice card advantage machine. And the fact that you can just like, all right, well, we'll pitch three, we'll just break that guy. And then we'll swing through. Like card's good. I think the card is really, really good. Yeah. This is a mono card, right? It's a 10k in that deck. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10ks are hard to defend. <clears throat> it has a more abilities than that. It gets 
a card just for attacking unless you get really unlucky and you draw your dark card or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's really good. I think it is kind of slow, for sure. I think that's what people are saying. But you have to kill this. Well, and here's the thing, too, right? If you look at Ice decks, they're playing backup snow. This thing attacks, dull something, draw a card, it's uh, it's a dead backup. Yeah, I'll just freeze that guy and just dull with snow. Yeah, it's like an orphan at that point. Yeah, and then you then you can just be like, and you can do it more than once. So like, then you swing with your next guy. Yeah, we'll dull that guy. Yeah, I don't want that guy getting back up. Yeah, I'll discard this to freeze that guy. Like you can literally lock your opponent's board down yep. every turn. It's so good. Yeah, I think he's really. I think it's a pretty insane card. I think it's a lot. In my opinion, it's a lot better than Vayne. Oh, by a mile, um, by a mile. Because I, I think you absolutely have to kill this card before it gets out of control. And when you see a guy like that, when you see a card like that, you, you thank God the old Vayne exists, so that yeah. guy can't attack and keep generating and, those cards. And it's a burst that yeah. draws a card in mono ice. Not yeah. many things do that. Mm-hmm. So. And it doesn't say the words draw a card, so if you're playing against like the Ice Emperor, doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. The only, the only downside is you have to reveal it. Really oh, that's it. fine. That's yeah. okay. But yeah, I think the card's nuts. Yeah. Uh, next up is, these are the spoilers that actually we spoiled um, over the weekend at the Richmond Crystal Cup. Mm-hmm. So the first one is Yang. <laughs> He's a 4CP AK monk. Uh, when he enters the field, you choose a 4 uh, to win the turn. He gains 2,000 power and brave. If it's a monk or a card named monk, to win the turn, it also gains when this forward attacks. Choose one forward opponent controls deal a damage equal to this forward's power. Man, see, I like this card a lot, but I, I, it's gonna be—it's always gonna have a special spot because this was like the card that we had been joking about for months. Because you know, with a four set, I think Earth needed something. It's not as good as I would have liked it to be. I'm gonna start there, but I think it's a fun build-around card. But the fact that we've got a Yang that does something, <coughs> um, and it—you it, it, almost treat this Yang like a summon, right? You still get all the all the perks and privileges of playing a yang so you know you got a 9k ursula that can go along with this um the fact that he makes duncan and sabin pretty gross he makes duncan extremely gross dude he yeah he makes duncan the legend he should be like you play this guy you swing with duncan 10k brave i'll kill that oh yeah i'll go ahead and special that guy for 10k yeah he lets duncan take out three forwards potentially if they decide to block oh yeah oh if they block that guy it's lights out he's like dead 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 and then and then also too, like we were talking because we're this is something we're thinking about brewing, like because you know we we're suckers for Earth Fire. Um, this guy with Godot is really good because you can play him, target himself, swing with Godot, give him haste, and now you're like, all right, I'll swing with Yang and kill something or whatever. Yeah, even in that archetype too, you don't even need to Godot. You can target himself. You can Belias if you want. Yeah. For like a uh, basically at that point he becomes a six CP eleven K with haste, first strike, brave, and fights on attack. Pretty good. Hey, look, that all sound, if that was all printed on a card, I'd, I'd subscribe to that. Yeah, I, I just like him alone with Duncan as just a summon. Yeah. And you also have Saban in that deck. You don't have to go all in on monks. You could play like one Mott or mm-hmm. something if you really want to get mm-hmm. that far into it. Um, but I think, I actually think this card's a lot more solid than people are giving the credit for. Yeah. Um, I think I, it's fun. Yeah. I don't think it's like going to break any like. Mm-hmm. crazy things but I, I think in earth fire is extremely good yeah. and if that archetype or is good i think you will see this card yeah and it, i'll tell you what though because if we get a fire monk back up in this set then mott becomes like the corner piece of that deck so you can just fix your colors and then go to town yeah it has to be something that's like not not generic either like he could kind of search like the backup like monks that we have now but they're kind of like eh. they're kind of oof yeah yeah so uh, next is uh, Noob Ice Summon Zalera. So one CP Mobius Summon. Choose a dull forward of cost two, three, five, or seven, and break it. This card is fucking unfair. This card is good. This of, of the cards we got spoiled. This might be one of the best ones, just because just because from a value standpoint, it's like kill Sephiroth one CP. Kill let's see, kill Lock one CP. Kill Chilinko one CP. Kill Laswell Sid Reigns one CP. Kill Sid Allstein. Kill um, orphan, not orphan. Kill Kuja, kill who? You know, kill Sid Allstain forward. Kill, and then we're looking at other elements. Kill Cecil one CP. Kill Ignis one CP. The list goes on and on. Like the the value you get from that is insanely good. Yeah, the thing, the one thing I do like about it actually mm-hmm. though is uh, if this becomes like or just an insane card, which mm-hmm. I think it's really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes Brave a better keyword. Oh, 100%. Uh, because most of the time, I think you're just going to spend one CP when they attack you, and you're just like, break it. Well, yeah, also, too, like, especially if you're playing Backup Snow, oh, like, I'll attack well, yeah. all that dead. And that's a little, but to me, that's a little bit more fair, I guess, in a sure. sense, is because they've spent four on their backup, and then they're spending one more to kill that thing. So at that point, 
they come out even. Yeah, the more times you swing with snow, that's obviously not true. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think in most decks that you see this, or even most times you see it, I think they're just going to wait till you attack, and then they're going to be like, break. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's, it, Especially now we were talking, your, your opponent has one backup Edward up. And you're on the attack. What 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 card am I holding? My card am I holding the silent verse or am I holding this bastard? Yeah. So I I, I think it's I think it's a good card, like an insanely good card. Yeah, I think it's really solid. I think it's probably one of the better spoilers we've seen in just in general. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. Uh, now so, the question is, do we do we do we think that's like a three of or maybe a one or two of? Do we I don't, treat, do we I don't treat know. Like Mateus from it Opus might five? it might fall down the line of Mateus. I'm not sure, but I I think it definitely has a spot. I think it's better than Mateus. Yeah. Because it prevents your opponent from attacking. Not mm-hmm. so much as like bluffing it to it, you know, to like block and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's I don't know. I think it's a little bit more dangerous because I'm I'm. It's I don't know. It's tough because it's, it's kind of the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's gonna break an attacker instead mm-hmm. of breaking a defender in it, but it is cost specific. Yep. So I, and it's also great, like if you're able to, and and also too, like you don't feel terrible if you you know waste two of these to kill a Lua. Sure. I wouldn't feel bad about that. Two CP kill Lua. That that's an amazing rate. Well, if you have your snow out already too, you just target her and then you break her. So good, so yeah. good. So well, yeah. The only thing that doesn't hit right is just your four CP targets. That's really good. Yeah. Which is and there's a lot of them, but like the fact that it gets a lot of there, there are some high profile two, three, five, seven. Yeah. You know. Oh, well, I mean, I think most of them are there. Yeah. So and Dotaluma leaving that leave that leaves a big four CP. Like the biggest one I think I'll talk about is Yuri. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. And speaking of seven drops. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, there's a new Fasoya. He's a 7CP lightning forward, 6K, so he's pretty far under curve. Um, the costs required to cast summons can be paid with any with a CP of any element. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Fasoya enters the field, you choose one forward opponent controls, reveal the top two cards of your deck, deal 1,000 damage for each CP required to play the revealed to play the revealed cards, and then add the revealed cards to your hand. This card does a lot. Um, I think it's a really, really fun card. Obviously, you know, technically when you when you break it down, you're looking at a 3CP 6K, which is pretty normal for Lightning. Mm-hmm. That's pretty normal. Um, I love the fact that you can get real tricky in Lightning decks. You can, you know, this in conjunction with something like Seymour or Arisha Alrasha to toolbox your summons out. Um, <clears throat> I, I think what the negative stuff people are saying, because there are people that think this card is insanely good. Um, and then there's some that think it's just, it's kind of, you know, average. But I think this is cards like this that, you know, you said it earlier, you know, you want people to have a reason to play different lightning cards. Well, this is definitely it, in For my sure. opinion. Yeah. Um, and I think the fact that, you know, this in conjunction with like the HCP cane, you're like, oh, you flip that thing off the top when he comes into play, it's like, oh, you're just dead. Yep. Or even like if you flip the six P, C, P, uh, CP a day, you're like, all right, well, six to that. Oh, I just flipped a three drop or here, 9K to that guy, you know? Or, yeah, he, he kind of works in conjunction with the cane, too, because if you're on five backups, you can yeah. dole three, pitch two, play this. Mm-hmm. And then if you have the cane in your hand or the cane's on top of your deck, mm-hmm. you can easily play the cane off the other one backup, sacking the other active backup yep. to discount cane to three, yeah. killing two things, and swinging the board back in your favor. Yeah. So I think he's a really cool card. I think the first line of text is probably the least interesting. Yeah. As crazy as that is a sound. Mm-hmm. I guess you, if you want to play like some kind of like lightning water, like rainbowy type summon deck, you can. Yeah. But I think you can play him without even abusing that mm-hmm. and still be okay. Uh, lightning does not have a lot of card draw, and this mm-hmm. basically draws you cards while removing something. Yeah, and then if you're playing like lightning ice, play this guy, Renoa. You've literally drawn four cards. Yeah, so I, I think he's good. I think he's going to be a fun build around card, and I can't wait to see what people do with him. Yeah, I think he's a pretty big brain card. I think it's going to yeah. take a little bit of time to figure out how really how good he is. I don't think he's bad, but he's definitely a really fun card for sure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I said that's um that's all the spoils we're going to cut. No, we have one more. We have one more. We have one that was spoiled today. Uh, the, the, the 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 Moogle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's a three CP seven K. It's a standard unit. It's Moogle twelve. Yeah. Uh, his category is 12, right? Yeah, his, a, yeah, his name is actually Moogle 12, category okay. 12, standard okay. unit. Um, when he attacks or blocks, he mm-hmm. scry three. Yeah, you can look at the top three, put them on the top or the bottom. I think that's a really neat effect. Um, anytime you get to dig and filter and sculpt the top of your deck, um, I think that's good. And the fact that he's a standard unit, I, I think this guy screams carbuncle. Again, I know we say that a lot around here, but they, that's what a lot of these forwards that have weird abilities like that that's a great place for him because you're going to be attacking with him you're going to be blocking with him and carbuncle just kind of hits the sweet spot 
So why would I not want to attack with this guy or just block with him? Look at the top three. I'll set up my draw next turn, or all of these are crap. I'll put them on the bottom. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's neat. I think it's a really neat effect. Um, not lighting the world on fire. I think the card is definitely solid. So I think it is lighting the world on fire and limited. I think this card oh, is one hundred percent stupid and limited. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy's probably going to get to attack or block and limited almost every time you play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, being able to filter three cards and limited. It's nuts. Yeah, and you can choose that. You can put two on top. Yeah, it's just like Scry. So good. So in in limited, I think he's absolutely insane. Uh, I think the potential for three color decks with this card is pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, The fact that like I know I can look and see what colors I need and then kind of put them where I need to. Mm -hmm. And then in those decks, I'm probably have it. I have like draw spells or Vikings or something, so Mm -hmm. I'm able to get colors online. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's good. Because I don't know if three color decks are going to be good. I really want them to be good, but I, I don't know if they're going to be. Well, yet. If that one lightning forward that we decided to conveniently skip over is any inclination, then they're not. Oh well, yeah, she, Livia is who we're talking about, and she's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a good card. I think it's extremely insane and limited for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it'll be fun to see. And uh, like I said, we're going to be spoiling pretty much the entire set on Friday when they release it. We're going to have the full the full roundtable video. It's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, speaking of a lot of fun, you know, we did have another announcement that was made at the Richmond Crystal Cup. I don't know if you watched the end of day one coverage. Uh, RB sat down with me at the stream and we announced the dates of Nationals World and the Last Chance Qualifier. Um, so the Last Chance Qualifier, I know, is at Coliseum Games, which is, I know, that's where Vince and a lot of those guys play out in Los Angeles. Um, <clears throat> that's on October 18th. And then Nationals, I don't know if the venue's been set, but I'm really certain Probably it's going to be where it's always been. Yeah. And that's on the 19th and 20th. So you got three days in a row, of, just like it was last year. LQ one day, if you win, I'm sure if you win that or make top four, you get to play Nats tomorrow. And then you have day two of Nationals. Uh, and top four from uh, The top four from Nationals, obviously, you get to join the Worlds team. Segway, speaking of Worlds, Worlds is November 23rd and 24th in Los Angeles. I would assume it's going to be in the same place that Nats is. Probably. That's a safe bet. Um, so that'll be excited. I know we've got, we've got what four, five players now on the world's team. There's seven more. Yeah, because four at Nats, two at Gen Con, and one more at Arizona. In Arizona. Yep. So there it is. And so the tw- the team will be assembled, and it's going to be a good time. Um, so if you're in that area, I don't, I don't know if I, don't, I know Nats is usually pretty closed door for people. Uh, not Nats. Worlds is pretty close. Nats is closed door too. But Worlds extremely closed door for anybody who's not you know on the teams. Really, you know, really excited to see what happens there. Um, so, you know, just keep those dates in mind. If you've already qualified for Nats, go ahead and, you know, mark that on your calendar. Start looking at your flights if you need to. Uh, if you plan on attending the, the last chance qualifier, you know, make sure you get there a day early. And if you're already on the world's team, make sure you've taken out. That's that's Thanksgiving week uh, Thanksgiving weekend like it was last year. So that yeah, might be rough. a turnoff for a lot of people. Um so just make sure that if you're already on the world's team, you know you've you've got you've got that figured out. I know you know family's important. It's as probably going to make airports suck. Oh, too. dude, that's what I'm saying. So you would probably want to fly to LA, try to get out there maybe a day or two before. Well, if I you think can. Square's paid for their tickets, right? So they. Gonna... Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but that's all right though. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, but those aren't the only events. Those are the official events. Now I don't know if you saw. I believe it was today. Meta Potion announced that they've got their. I know they've been talking about doing some sort of event. Well, they've got. They just announced the uh, the date for the Las Vegas event that they're doing. It's um, called the summoning. The summoning, yes. Um, and that's on November 9th in at Dark Side Comics in Las Vegas. So that's a fun event. I may look to try to go to that one. Um, you know, I like Vegas. I, I've always had a good time out there. Every time I've been, um, and you know. Maybe this might be the one that I try to go to because obviously Worlds may be off the table. <coughs> um, but if I you know, if I can get out there and see those guys around that time, that one might be a little more conducive to my schedule because it's going to be a hard sell trying to get off around Thanksgiving, you know? Yeah, for sure. But you know, if if something happens and maybe you know we we have we potentially can get commentary duties for Worlds, that's a different story because the lady will be like, "Go get him, Slugger." <laughs> but. So that, those are the events coming up. You know, make sure you mark your calendars. Obviously, the uh, the Arizona Crystal Cup is coming up as well. That's in September, I believe, September thirteenth through the fifteenth, if I'm not mistaken. So again, mark your calendars. A lot of events still coming up. Wave three LQs are coming up soon too. There's a lot happening in the community, so check your calendars. Find something near you and just go play. Um, also, too, Opus 
Opus 9 pre-release is this weekend coming up for a lot of people. I know we've got a couple in our area. We've got some coming up the following week before release. So Opus 9 is here, and that's something we're going to be talking about next week on the cast. We're going to do our typical Opus 8 retrospective. But let's move back to the present. Uh, This weekend, (coughs) there were a couple of events. Uh, The first one was over across the pond. It was the Summer Cup. Now... Don't really know much about what happened over there. I know Alex Hancock was doing commentary. Yeah. It looked like a really fun event. I know JFB was there. Um, I believe a Mono Earth deck won the event, but I don't know. I think it was like a, a... They had a bunch of different format stuff. I think they had like a two-deck format. I think they had like a team event where you put 25... You know, each player brought 25 cards yeah, and you combine yeah, them together. Yeah, you've done that before. Yeah, and it was, it was a bunch of fun stuff. It seemed more like a fun event. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't get to watch much of it because we were basically working, right? Yeah. Um, so I guess if you want to check that out, definitely check out Square's Twitch VOD. They probably have it up. Yep. Um, I, like I said, I think I heard that Mono Earth uh, deck also won, but that might there might have been a second deck like with the, in the two deck format. We're not really hundred percent sure. Exactly. And a lot of times over there, you know, Mono Earth's a solid like backup deck to have. But um, and then also too, the other event that took place was the Lightning Crystal Cup, and we're going to dig into that because that was that's going to be our main topic. Uh, we did have. Um, as a side event on Sunday, we had our seventh Soldier Series event, which was uh, it was awesome. We had a huge turnout for that. Forty six. Yeah, it was big. It was pretty much you know if anybody came back for day two, they pretty much played in this event. Well, so it was one hundred and fifty <coughs> people at the event. There was top thirty two. They couldn't play in the Soldier mm-hmm. Series, and forty six people played. Yeah. So most people came back. Yeah, exactly, which is awesome. I think that's really awesome. Now, obviously, if, if the ones weren't doing so well, they dropped. as and Because they were people that were there, like, oh, my buddy's in top 32. Yeah, I'll play, wait for them. And if they were doing bad, if they were, if they were doing, even if they were doing okay, if their buddy got knocked out of top 32, they were like, I'm done, it's time to drive home. Yep. So there was a lot of that. But uh, this one was actually won by uh, Brian Berkeley. Yep. Now, the one thing that I feared would happen, having a Soldier Series would be that somebody from extreme out of town would win it. Mm. Because now he's invited back to our, our Soldier Series Tournament of Champions, which will include draft, double deck constructed, uh, and you know, as far as the prizes go, they're definitely going to be worth it. But we've already, me and uh, Brian Burke, I, would lo- I, I hope he can make it. We don't have a date yet. It'll definitely be after Nats. Mm-hmm. Probably after Worlds before like the next competitive season. Yeah, probably starts. sometime in the winter. Exactly. So... You know, I hope he can make it, but a, a cross-country flight's a pretty tall order. Mm. So he did, and when we were going to dinner on Sunday night, he had actually asked me, he's like, if I don't show up, would, would that really put you in a pickle? And I said, I was honest, I was like, kind of, but if you, if you, I would, I would love to have you make it, but again, I realize a cross-country flight isn't exactly something you can just be like, oh, I'll just get that today. Yeah, worst case, we pass it down, right? I think Alfred got second. <laughs> right. And then we can figure out who got third if Alfred can't make it or something. Exactly. Like if not, I've got the top eight, so if there's someone in that top eight, I can pass it down to whoever can make it at that point. Yep. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt if he couldn't make it. I just want to make sure that I, you know, I, I like, I want to make sure I have the winners of this event there because it's a good, it's going to be a good tournament because you've got, like, listen to this lineup, you've got, uh, you have Curtis Kang, you got Colin Rupert, you've got Stephen Arboleta, you've got Muhammad, you've got Lord Byron, Ryan Galloway, and Brian Berkeley. Yep. Like that's a that's a stat seven. Like that's mm-hmm. a, that's a that's going to be a great event. Like if all of them can make it, then we've got one more. Who knows who's going to win that one? Right. There's still a lot of killers out there. We've got two of the North American Worlds team playing at this event. Yep. So, so it's it's not going to be a walk in the park. So we'll go from there, <coughs> and we'll see what happens. Again, congratulations to him. I know it was him and Alfred in the finals. They decided to split, I believe. I think so. But Alfred wanted the cloud figure that we gave away, and Brian wanted everything else. So we've got a the great the custom play mat we're doing for him is going to be great. He's he's told me what he wants. I can't spoil it because I know Oki's listening. And it's, uh, I'll tell you when we're done. Okay. So I have a good idea, I think. You probably do. It, it's a Kodak moment for sure. So that's really all the news. We're going to kind of dive in to the event we had this weekend, and that was the Lightning Crystal Cup. Um, a lot of highs. There were some lows, and we're going to address all of it. Um, we're going to, you know, just kind of, you know, we're going to make sure we'd be, we would be remiss if we didn't mention everything that took place. Um, as far as the event goes... You know, we had a hundred and what fifteen players there, so pretty much everybody but five people showed up. Yep. And I know, and I know two of the people that signed up. One of them was Mike Hunsinger. He just couldn't make it. 
Uh, Cody was another. Cody Snodgrass was another one. He just couldn't get the time off of work. Pretty much what happened to me for Kansas is what happened to him for here. He just couldn't mm. get the days off. Around. Happens. Yeah. So that's two players right there that would have, you know, I think would have had a good weekend. Yeah. For sure. So overall, everybody showed up. Uh, the event was good. It was run. It was, I mean, the store was packed. Yeah, the store was absolutely packed. We had a Magic pre-release at the same time. Several. There was a couple. There's a lot going on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was like four or five that happened like during the event. Maybe more than that. Um, yeah, I guess first let me touch on the streaming because we did stream, and I I actually want to apologize to be honest. Oh, dude, because yeah. I I feel like it wasn't really up to our standard. Oh, not at all. Um, We've been beating ourselves up all week over it. Yeah, I mean we had some quality issues. I don't I don't blame the team at all. I think we, as a team we did as much as we could, mm-hmm. but uh, we definitely had some quality issues for sure, and I'll take ownership of that. Um, we had glare issues on the stream. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know the, the camera in the back might have not been the best looking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the area we were in definitely wasn't the best looking thing. Yeah, and it was tough, right? Because there was we we had, and I'm not gonna make excuse, I'm not gonna sit here and make excuses, but there was a lot of confusion coming down the home stretch. Because what's unfortunate is our Final Fantasy guy Daniel Jones had had there was something that happened at work, and he no longer worked at the shop. Mm-hmm. So pretty much the guy who had organized everything from jump is no longer there. And at the last minute, you know, we've got people saying, hey, I'm going to be the guy to talk to for this. No, I'm going to be the guy to talk to. And we had initially thought that we were going to be able to, because they have, Battlegrounds has a a streaming rig set up for like tabletop gaming. And up until like the day before, we were like, yeah, you guys can use this equipment. If you got to put something on it, you can do that. But then like the night before, when you go up there to set up, all of a sudden that completely changed. It was like, no, you've got to use your stuff. You got to use your table. And the guy was really nice. He, He let us use like his lighting rig. But the sad thing was we couldn't really cut like a lot of the lights off that we needed to. Because so. of the Magic pre-release. Yeah, and so that kind of was a little frustrating, but I mean, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, the only thing that I feel really bad about is I feel like our quality in Tampa was much better than our quality at our home store. Yeah, and, and that, that um, hurts. And it, and it does hurt me a little bit for sure. Um, but, you know, it's just I'm, I'm aware of the issues we had, and I know some people are probably aware of it too, and I appreciate the compliments that we have gotten. Yeah, because at, at the end of the day, like, we, we kind of leaned into it. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the refrigerator in the background definitely became the MVP of the weekend. Um, shout out to JFB for that. But, you know, I, I, our commentary was still on point. You know, we definitely covered the matches like we always do. It just sucks we had a lot more downtime than we intended uh, the backup stream match pretty much stayed frozen the entire weekend, which sucks because that would have. But also, to be fair, day one, the ba- all, all, all almost the every time yeah. they finished before the first match even finished. Yeah, so, so it, that's not too much of an issue. The the, cam- the backup camera freezing wasn't too much of an issue. The only time it was an issue was on day two when the semi the the top eight matches, like the mono water match, was the one that finished first. Yeah, so it was like, well, here we are. Yeah. And the draft took a little bit longer. You know, it, it, it got started a little bit late, so we had a bunch of downtime that we didn't actually know was going to happen. But with that being said, I do want to give a huge, huge thank you and shout out to the judge staff. Uh, mm-hmm. Sam Prime as the table judge just killed it, like yeah. knocked it out of the park. It, it was the best judged event I think I've ever seen or oh, to for, for this game. Yeah. Uh, Sam made sure everything was clear, cut, dry, draft went smooth. Mm-hmm. Andrew Good and Gabe were constantly monitoring things. Sam was constantly on the, the mm-hmm. table uh, mm-hmm. judging. So Super fair, super un- non-biased, because I know he was even telling me, if you go back and watch the stream, like there, anytime Muhammad was on stream, he actually would look at his opponent and say, would you, or I know he's my teammate, I, it is okay if you would like to have another judge on the staff yeah. judge this match to prevent bias. Like to me, yeah. that's huge. Yeah, like that, that's a, that's a good that's a that's a show of good character. So I think the judging was great. The commentary was great. The the stream quality itself is something that we are not happy about because it's not what we're about. Yeah, and the fact that it was our home our home store hurt. Like it really really hurt. Yeah, I so. agree. I posted on <laughs> posted on Twitter about it. I definitely like. Take full responsibility for it, for sure. Yeah, it, it, and, you know, and that's the thing, man. You know, we, we, we do it all together as a team. We, we can only, you know, the, the issues were things that we had zero control over, and I think that's what hurts the most because, you know, we put this event together with the store, and I felt like we just kind of, now, and I don't want to sound like I'm throwing Battlegrounds under the bus. There were some things that they kind of dropped the ball on, but also, too, they did provide a lot of excellent prize support on top of what Square did. And, you know, 
they, they did well in some areas. There were some areas that I think could could 100% be improved on. But that's you know, that's a story for another day. Yeah, so um, we go from uh, from worse to worser. Oh yeah, you 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 we you know you, we were kind of, we were kind of dancing around the toilet bowl. Now now we're in the U bend. So with the judging upgrades uh, came more warnings, which is a good thing. Yes, uh, there was a lot more warnings being handed out for just maybe not keeping up with the board state. Maybe a mistake that both players caught. Maybe a mistake that one thing one mm-hmm. player caught and then was called late. Mm-hmm. Um, those are being handed out and tracked now, which is awesome. Primo. Uh, that should be something that continues to happen. I hope it continues to happen. And I love the fact that it was happening. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's purposeful or not, and that's what we're going to get into in a second. Yeah. Um, if it's wrong, it needs to be corrected, even if you didn't mean to do it. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, even if it's an accidental like thing that you did, you still have to be punished yeah, for it. It's nothing personal like... Like you were saying last year at Nats, you literally forgot to write the word cactuar on your I deck did. list. I did. I missed. I put fifty at the bottom. I only put forty-seven cards in my list, and I forgot to put my monsters. Yep. And you and cactuar. you were ready and prepared to take a game loss yeah, for it. I was. And, and I think the fact that now that is being tracked. So like, if that would have happened again, then maybe it would have been like, okay, he's done this twice, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Not not to be using you as an example, but like people understand what we're trying to yeah, say. Yeah, no, it's fine. And then again, that was an accident, but I, you know, she you should be punished for messing that up. Like, it, I right. should have paid more attention to what I was doing. Um, yeah, so you should always pay attention to the deck that you're registering for a super competitive event. Segway, Adam, why don't we go ahead and talk about, like, pretty much what has become what became the elephant of the weekend. And I'm going to say, I'm going to leave with this. A small, I, I, I hate to say it, but, like, I felt like, and it, it's no way excusable, but I felt like this, what you're getting ready to talk about, like took the heat off of like how like how bad the quality was of our stream, and I hate, that that, I hate that that's the case. Like this this week, weekend was marred with issues that make us extremely unhappy. But go ahead and talk about it. Uh, so basically, um, we're not going to use any names, but mm-hmm. there was a player that had five copies of EX Benfilia in their deck. Uh, it wasn't caught until round six. This player called the judge on themselves, mm-hmm. um, and he then, was five and zero oh at yeah, the time. And at the time, it was five and zero, oh, which was basically guaranteed for day two mm-hmm. at that point. Um, and the penalty that was awarded was that he lost round six and then replaced the cards with the cards he was supposed to and mm-hmm. play round seven, mm-hmm. which basically guarantees for day two it allows him to keep playing. Yep. Let me start by saying the judges ruled this according to the rule. Yep. The rules state, based on this penalty, that only a game loss can be awarded. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could make an argument that maybe invalidates the other five, and that's a could be a valid argument, mm-hmm. but I think the judges ruled this based the best they could. Mm-hmm. Based think, on the rule set that they've been presented. I don't think the judges could have done anything better. Um, mm-hmm. I think the rule sucks. I think that even though he didn't mean to, because I don't think it was ma- malicious. I think it was just an accident. It was mm-hmm. just like, didn't think about it and somehow didn't. The only thing that looks a little fishy is that it wasn't caught until round six. Right, but um, I, I don't think it was done purposefully. I don't think this person put six Benfilias in their deck on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still bad, right? Um, and it makes you feel bad if you're if you're on the bubble and you lost, or you're on the bubble because this person is not. If you're if you're in seed thirty three, you're probably pretty which upset. was Amanda. Which yeah, sucks. which sucks because um, she's definitely come a long way. Yeah, she was playing really well. But, yeah, I mean, we can't dwell on it either. Like, we have to move forward from it. I think if you want to be mad about something, be mad about the ruling. Mm-hmm. Be mad yeah. about the rule itself. Yeah. And there's a great article. It was an um, awesome was article, actually. By, I believe Robert Meadows posted yeah. the article. If you haven't read it, you need to read it. Because you'll find that most other card games operate the same way yeah. until after the tournament. Usually post-tournament is when... There's investigations and they make determinations whether 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 they can prove intent. I think the biggest thing that sucks is that it wasn't caught until round six. Yeah, Um, that's what make that's what's got people heated. Yeah, and we can maybe try to figure out a way to make that better, but I don't I don't put the blame on the judges or anything like that. Um, So I mean, it's it is what it is. It sucks. Mm -hmm. It makes the tournament look a little bit worse. Yeah, Uh, but. I mean, we have to just move forward through it, I think. And I'm, I'm glad that we have more judges now, and the judge tests are being taken. I took it myself yep. this past weekend. Hopefully I find out that I pass soon. Yeah, um, and I, I do think having larger judge staffs at these events will allow for deck checks between rounds. That ha- Having an official judge staff now should be able to allow, again, allow for 
just constant enforcement and if we, if you include random debt, which is so weird, like at the Crystal Cup in Boston last year, didn't they have random they debt did. checks? They did. And I, maybe, maybe that's a lot. Maybe that's a lot to put on. Especially and that's too, they had it. I See, and, and, I, and I think that's something that maybe got lost in the shuffle this year. Because I think if there was random debt checks, I'm not, who knows, they could have nipped it in the bud before it became a thing. And, you know, <clears throat> again, I don't want to dwell on it. It sucks. There's no two ways to it. But now, now we know that it happened. Well, the thing is, too, just as a counterpoint, even mm-hmm. if we had random deck checks, it's possible this person might not oh, have deck checked, right? Absolutely. You, know, you can't check all 120 deck lists you, you in can't. five rounds. Yeah, it's you not definitely happen. can't. Um, so it still might not have been caught. Obviously, it could have been caught earlier for sure. It's definitely something we probably should look into doing. Well, I um, also think, too, you look at other events, um, it, it's tough. Like, Maybe you start looking at making you register your deck the day of or, or something. Make, force you to do a handwritten sheet the day of, the before the event, during yeah. the registration. Well, so the thing is, I don't know. if you're like me, you're just going to go to FF decks. And... That's what I do. <laughs> That's literally what I do. So like, you know, that might not even help the player from finding out. But mm-hmm. like, again, it is what it is. Um, yeah, we don't want to beat the dead horse. Um, it's been... It's I would say been... don't attack the people involved. Yes. I would say be more upset. That and try to force a ruling change. Right, and and just let's just try to move past it as a community. I'm not I'm not saying disregard it, yeah. but just be aware that you know people know the the powers that be know, and hopefully something will change moving forward. And that's you know that's the best you can do. You know, no no one likes to think there's a a fox in the hen house. So you know, again, let's just. Let's just do what we can. Let's just be bigger. Let's not, you know, put your pitchforks down. Let's just try to improve the situation as a community. Yeah, so I guess we can move into the better part of the tournament, which was the event itself. Yeah, the, the, the event itself was great. I had an awesome time, and I want to give a huge congratulations to Matt Okimoto. He finally did it. Fifth times the charm. And you called it. He was your pick. Yeah, we spoke two things into existence this weekend. How amazing uh, is that? and Okimoto qualifying. We did it. We did it. Um, Teamwork makes the dream work. So, yeah. Uh, huge congrats to him. I'm glad. He's been grinding probably harder than anybody this year. Yeah, and like he was talking, it was like a ladder. He was like top 32, top 16, top 4, top 2 winner at, at every Crystal Cup. Yep. So, yeah. you know, and it's good. I, I think... You know, him and Chris Neal are both the only returning Worlds players from my so far. So far. Now, I, I think when you have a player like Oki, who is kind of the backbone of the, of the North American community, like he's he is the household name. When you think Final Fantasy TCG North America, Matthew Okimoto is the first name that pops up. So you want to have like you, you almost want to look to him as like the captain of the team essentially because he's he's going to be the one to you know and and even with the newer players like you know you still got Colin Rupert like he it, you've got you know Lord Byron. You've got Sam Tool. Like these guys all have an incredible work ethic, and I think they're going to gel very well with Nokia so when it comes to testing and making sure that North America makes a really strong showing this year. And I that's think so awesome. Too. I'm, I'm I'm excited to see it for sure going forward. And uh, let's not sell who got second place short for either because uh, Muhammad, Muhammad killed it, dude. Monster weekend. First player, to my knowledge, in a Crystal Cup or any tournament of this size to go undefeated both days. Leading into the top cut, yeah, like constructed and Swiss, he did yeah, not drop yeah. a single game. Yeah, the first game he dropped was against Kyle Peters in top four. He dropped a game, but yeah. won that match, and then he and then he lost to Oki. Yeah, two one. So that's a monster, monster day. I guarantee Muhammad will be on this world's team before the dust settles. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it. And I wouldn't, and you couldn't ask for a harder working player. Yeah, he puts the time in. We know we play, <coughs> we play with him a good amount. But we didn't even make it home that night before, because Muhammad was at dinner with us. We like, he he we hadn't even gotten our food yet before he's like talking about the event and what to do next time and the mistakes he made. Yep. Like the dude puts his plays under a microscope and gets ready for the next one. Like the the dude is hungry and he's a guy. Like if you, you're sitting across from the tournament table, you are going to get nothing but like top level play almost at all times. Now if he makes a misplay, he trust me. He knows it. You do not have to tell him because he will tell you first. Yep. So, you know, congratulations. Again, top eight was actually really diverse, too. And, um, you know, obviously the event was won by Mono Ice. Dude. Okay, so let's talk about the finals for a second. We had Mono Ice Final Fantasy VI versus Mono Water. I felt like I just transported back to a, a year and a half ago in Opus Five. Like, I'm looking at forward sets are on the board. I'm looking at two Opus Five Scholars. I'm looking at Orphan. I'm looking at Vane. Looking at Locke and Big Celis. What the fuck is this game? Yeah. Really, really cool. 
And of course, that makes me happy. I'm really glad to see Forward Setzer. And the fact that like all of that was brought together with the snow backup, <clears throat> like it just made Sid Rain such a like the snow backup in that deck was. Just, I felt like that was like the MVP. I felt like he was heavily teched for water, um, for sure. I mean, it, not just water. Obviously, other things too. Because I mean, the veins are going to hit things like Fina's, like Veritas, which is not just in mono water. Mm-hmm. Um, Cecil, mm-hmm. Cloud. Like, all these kind of staple cards for all these elements. Yeah, all these wall, these stalemate, yeah. like, put-up-the-wall kind of cards. But it also works really well against water, because you hit things like Lena, like Cloud of Darkness, like Veritas. And then you have cards like, you have three of Zalera. You mm-hmm. have Sid Reigns, which is really good against Layla Viking, because, sure, you go to two, but now you're going to kill one, make them discard a card. Mm-hmm. They, they're forced to kind of have, like, the Fanford answer at that point. Yep, and then they usually follow that up with like a big Celis. So the one that didn't die to Sid Reigns is going to die next turn when Celis attacks and dulls it and does four yep. K to something. Yeah, which with Snow is really sweet. Even the baby Celis did work the first game. Oh yeah, so. with Snow it's dull two things, freeze one if it does damage. It's really good. Like the and you know, shout outs to Chris Lopez because I want to say that was his list. It was his list. I think one card difference. Yeah, and that, was it the Bard? I think. Or, I don't know what it was. I think uh, he Oki got his updated list and then maybe changed one card. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the deck was really, really good. Clearly, because he—I want to say—he was like third and sw- uh, third going into day yeah. two, and he had a really good draft deck too. Yeah, I, I did see a little bit better draft like working throughout. Uh, there was still some stuff that was a little bit questionable, but that'll that'll still flesh out. But I, I feel like from what I saw of the draft decks, they were a bit more balanced this time. A lot, a lot better. It's, it felt like more people were better at draft. Yeah, and people who got around. a bad draft deck, they knew it because if you look at the when they make, make you register your draft list, you're like. Pile of garbage, pile of garbage, good draft deck. And I, I mean, like these are the names they would give their draft deck. Mm-hmm. Pile of trash, piece of shit, pile of trash. Well, this, and then you look at it, it's like, yeah, they're right. Like poor Colin Coughlin, he was like, he was like, my deck is trash. And I think he went what one three in drafts Something or no like four. Like, he, yeah, he did I think not he won have, one. Yeah, he did not have a good draft day, unfortunately. But uh, speaking of you know, speaking of that, the returners team actually had a really good showing. We had Colin, Curtis, Stephen, um. C, uh, well, CJ's I, other, he's called her technically. That's fine, but still, Virginia. Yeah, Virginia. Well, Muhammad, too. Then, yeah, Muhammad. But like our, our team, we had, what, three players? Yeah, Curtis, Colin. Steven. Steven and Top Cut. Yep. Uh, Curtis missed the bubble by just a little. I think, he, he, I think, he finished like 11th I think if he like beats that. Nick in the last round of Swiss, he probably squeaks in. Yeah. Like where Dude Little kind of squeaked in. It, yep. it sucks, but you know it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had a, a couple people bubble outside of top thirty-two. Yeah, Johnny. Uh, I think Johnny finished. Brian, right. I think, was right there too. Yep. So it was a pretty strong song. I, I'm pretty proud of what everybody did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I know Ron couldn't actually make the event. He had family obligations, but he came day two, played in the Soldier Series, did okay. I want to say he was in like top, like top sixteen to twenty of that. Yeah. But yeah. But overall, I think it was a good event. Now there were some really interesting decks. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna lead into it. The, the most exciting deck of the weekend was the one-turn-kill rain deck that Paul Pham was playing. That deck was fucking exciting to watch. It was pretty sweet, yeah. Right. It, was, it was obviously like the missing key from the decks that I've been trying to make, which was rain. Mm-hmm. Um, I never tried rain. I tried like Luneth and some other hasty things, and then I tried mm-hmm. like the value game where you wait a turn with like the chocobos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just always didn't feel super great. Uh, it was cool when you went off and you just like swarmed the board. But his actually had, like, I think a better win con. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was pretty sweet to watch him play, like, seven fours in one turn. It's just a shame the one time he got on stream, he just couldn't find the rain. He dug through, like, two-thirds of his deck before he could find the second rain because he had one. And I think he barely missed top 32. Yeah, and he uh, I want to say he finished ninth in the Soldier Series, too. Uh, well, it, it, I think that deck probably has a tough time against Ice sure. in general. Um, mm-hmm. Just because the early discard is going to kind of disrupt you unless you mm-hmm. can kind of get your stuff established. Mm-hmm. If they hit like your Warriors of Lights, or even Zidane too, Zidane's yeah. gonna mess with that deck a lot because it is a combo deck. Yeah, oh, not it's... not many of those exist, and so there's a lot of moving pieces in that list. And if Zidane's able to rip your Warrior of Light mm-hmm. or something like that along those lines, it's gonna be pretty tough. Or your Rain. Yeah. Like, and it was exciting. And that's why I think too, like, and, and that's why the Asura was important to like get that forward back. And, yeah. you know, it's only two or less. Only right? two or less. Okay, so you can't get sucks. back like the Warrior of Lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that sucks. And I, I think, and maybe again, it's his deck. He had a good weekend with it. Um, and it's, again, that's just the plight of when you play a combo deck. You either because he he blew Andy Carmona up apparently in Swiss. Like he, Andy got one turn killed by the guy. Yeah, I'm sure he did to a few people. Probably, I would. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, so. I'd be fair to say all of his wins were the one turn kill. Yeah, but that was definitely like coolest deck of the weekend for sure. Absolutely. 
And top eight was pretty diverse. You had Earthwind with uh, with the ice cards that Kyle yeah, Peters like to play. I think it's less diverse than you think. Well, there were two mono waters. Two mono ice, two mono waters, two ice earth. <laughs> and what else was... So that was tough. So... Uh, so you have Mono Water for Soya, then you have Muhammad's Mono Water Veritas. Mm-hmm, which, yeah. let's stop and talk about that Mono Water for Soya deck for a second. That was the one from the Japanese that won the Earth Crystal Cup. And we talked about it with Colin Rupert on stream. He said that's the deck he was actually going to play this weekend. But Kevin wanted to play it, who actually ended up doing top four. Do you think it was maybe like a meta call? Because Colin said he thinks the deck is just extremely I mean, powerful. It's still really good. It combos off and kills most things. It's also really good if you're thinking about a field of ice that's going to be a bunch of 7Ks. Yeah. Um, now, he, it did was, mi- he did misplay pretty he, hard. He did. It was pretty tough. Oki had to like kind of navigate through that pretty hard. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of times he'd play something and it just died. Yeah. Um, and they're able, you know, with the ephemerals and stuff to swarm through. I was surprised that... Um, and Nick lost to it because I think Nick's deck was teched more. Nick had Shadow Lord in his deck. Yeah. And Ephemerals and Knights, like, that feels really good. Mm-hmm. But I heard Nick bricked game three. Oh, kind of sucks. But, you know, it happens. Yep. And then the other two, we did have a Wind Water in top eight. That was, yeah, uh, that was Mike Powell. Mike, yep. Yep. Shout yeah. out to Mike Powell. He's been playing better and better every time I've seen Dude. him. Yeah. And he's um he's playing the JFB list, slightly modified. I think he's on two Yastolas. It's a good um, list. Yeah. It's yeah. really, really strong. Um, and try to think who else rounded out. Top. Yeah, Nick. Uh, so two mono ice, two mono ice, two mono water, two ice earth, which was Jim and uh, 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 Brian Lou. Yep. And then then we had wind oh water. Kyle Peters was on Kyle earth wind, wind. Yep. ice basically. Yeah. It was a few ice cards. It was like Sephiroth for Noah Vane. Yeah, which is fine because I mean that it does pretty much the same thing the mono uh, mono ice deck wants to do, except you can recur the Vane. You can actually play it off the chaos or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. It's good. I mean, I thought the deck was good. He's been playing that. I know, you know, Lopez played it in Tampa, at least uh, that variation. I don't yeah. think it had Vayne that time around. Yeah, but, well, Dotaluma's gone now, so that deck's going to change, too. Yeah, you know, big time. Big so. time. But overall, overall, it was a good event. And, you know, don't let the bad... Uh, we, we were aware of the bad on, you know, from a from a stream standpoint. And, again, we're sorry that happened. We know there was the big, you know, the big incident that happened from, you know, a, a gameplay and rules standpoint. But also don't forget that there was a lot of good. People had an excellent time. Nobody came up to me and said, hey, this weekend sucks. Mm-hmm. Fuck you guys, I'm never coming back. Yeah. There was none of that. And, you know, it's always great when the community gets together. There was a lot of fun. We, You know, the hanging out. You know, I had I had the Michigan guys. I had the Pennsylvania guys. Irvin and Jim at my Airbnb. We had a great time. Just an absolute awesome time. And you know we love we love when everybody comes you know comes together and you know it was really nice to have the community in our own backyard and we wanted to show you that hospitality that you know that we have here. So thanks to everybody that came, thanks to everybody that played in the events. We hope everybody had a good time. So with that being said, we're going to wrap it up. But there's one last thing we want to talk about. We're going to go ahead and uh, flip the gone fishing sign real <laughs> quick. Adam, go ahead and uh, go ahead and talk for a minute, man. <laughs> sure. So uh, so I'm a little burnt out. Honestly, mm-hmm. uh, between like my regular work and putting the stream on and getting ready for the stream and running the page and running the YouTube page and running the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I felt I feel like personally I need a break. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not gonna hear me for about a month probably. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna be back. I'm not quitting. Uh, John Schreiner's gonna take my spot for a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gonna do the editing. He's gonna you know do all that stuff. I'll still probably. I'll run the Facebook page and do some of the posting and stuff, but mm-hmm. it'll be a lot more light work. I'll probably concentrate more on my regular job mm-hmm. uh, and just some other stuff. Well, and raiding. You're going to be raiding. I'll be playing for it. Well, the raid actually doesn't come out until right, right, the week of Gen Con. Oh, jeez. Okay, um, so you're not doing that then. No, I'm just gonna, I'll probably be casually playing with my friends, um, mm-hmm. but I do want to spend some time playing some other stuff. Um, I'll probably be at the pre-release this weekend, and after that I'll probably take a short break from the game. Mm-hmm. But I'll definitely be ready for Gen Con for sure. Mm-hmm. I'll still be studying, making sure I'm ready for Limited and... Make sure I have a constructed deck that I feel comfortable with. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I just want to take a backseat for a little bit just to kind of relax. It's nothing, anything crazy. I'm still good, mm-hmm. and I'll definitely be back. I'm not leaving. Yeah, and and you know we can honestly say Adam and I have been having this conversation for a long time. We've both been kind of burnt out. You, you know, people who are in my group chats know that we're we're kind of bored with the game right now. And yeah, you know, a lot of times it can just be the fact that you know the meta's changing, or we've been playing the same cards for a while. So it happens, right? But also, too, like, you, you have noticed that we haven't put out a lot of videos lately. Like, I have three, literal three-quarter videos sitting on my computer that I just haven't had the time to finish and send to you. Mm-hmm. Because my work schedule changed because I took a new position. You know, 
you you just had so much on your on your plate that you know we couldn't add anymore. So it was like, well, I can't really send these to you. Thank God I'm not finished with them. And then you know, adding Curtis, you know, Curtis has been busy moving to Richmond. So like, it, it's been busy, and you you know, I know I know what it's like to be burnt out. And, yeah. And and like to be fair, like if if I could do this and this was my job. Oh, I would do it. We'd have videos and streams every day. Um, but I can't. I, I just monetarily, that's probably just not feasible. Absolutely. Um, you know, maybe at some point we'll do like a Patreon thing, but even then, that's probably not gonna yeah. pay our bills, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I definitely want to still do content. I still love the game. I still love the community. Mm-hmm. I just need a short break. That's really all it is. Yeah. And you'll see me at Gen Con. Gen Con will probably be the week I start doing the podcast again. So it'll be really like three half, three and a half weeks. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, we, we couldn't have asked for a better guy to kind of fill the shoes. You know, John Schreiner, no stranger to the cast. Um, you know, and one of the things that makes this podcast work is the fact that Adam and I have known each other for a long time and we're able to kind of play off each other and we know each other's tendencies and we know, we know how to have these conversations. Well, thankfully, John can kind of fill that gap as well and he'll be just a, just a great... And who knows? We, we've actually talked about turning it back into a three-man cast like it was when we started. It's definitely a possibility. You know, for those who have been listening to us since day one, the original people on the cast was me, you, and Drew. Yep. Drew stuck around for about ten episodes. Then not Twins e- Pop. Not even. So it was like, what, six or eight then? Something no, he was, like, he was like one through five. Yeah, it was like six. I think it was six. And then seven. he came back, and then it was like, oh, yeah, you're having twins. Well, it was, it was nice while it lasted. Yeah. So, you know, maybe John will be the, you know, get that third man back. So that way, if somebody does need to take a break, the show can still go on. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that's kind of what we need because, you know, we definitely do this for you guys. We hate missing a week. Yeah. You know, this came out late because, you know, I and was having internet issues and yeah. we, 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 were, we were mad. And then so, the week before that, to be fair, I was a bit burnt out. So we decided, Oh, I don't blame you. I was too. That's yeah. why I was like, do you want to do it? I said, nope. Didn't even, didn't even yeah. think twice about so it. So I don't, I don't want to make that a habit. And that's why I feel like if I just... Mm-hmm. Take a month for myself, and John will. I trust John 100 percent to keep Absolutely. it going. He's been killing it on Wednesdays too. Mm-hmm. So, I you know that's kind of where where I'm at. Where I, like I'd rather we have guaranteed four episodes for the next four weeks with you and John, mm-hmm. and then I can take a break and then come back. I think that's yeah. So exactly, and I'm a man of the people. You'll know you'll know when I'm done. Mm-hmm. So don't worry. But I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. I'm I'm here to entertain the masses. That's what we're doing. So. For now, Adam Lane has gone fishing. We're gonna <laughs> flip the sign around. He's got his waders on. He's got his. Uh, he's been at the at the bait shop. I'm gonna go put Final Fantasy 15 in the PS4. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's what he's gonna go do. Mm-hmm. But guys, until next week, you know, like I said John and I will be on next week. We're going to go pretty much do the Opus 8 kind of retrospective. He, John is already pulling data from events oh, going sure. all the way back. As <laughs> soon, soon as he got the call up, he was, he was like a major league baseball player <laughs> coming up from from Double A. He told his parents, told everybody, he's in. Next week, the theme is going to be Wild Thing. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, we, we, we have this long-running joke about the Don and Ritz detective agency. Somehow it just turned to this, like, we're on the run from Kageyama because something happened. And, and like, we had to change our names to Don and Ritz. <laughs> it's Don, it's Don, Shri- Don Schreiber and Ritz Abrams. And somehow we turned into, like, this pulp noir detective agency. So the intro for the next four weeks... It's going to be like this pulp noir. She walked in and I knew she was trouble. She had legs to her face. So it's going to be, it's going to be wild. So, so don't, don't think the good times are going to stop. But, uh, you know, Adam, you, you do what you've got to do. You enjoy, you enjoy what you need to enjoy. Come back with a fresh gusto. And like I said, we're, we're going to put something together sick for Gen Con. And we're going to, we're going to slam it. So. For sure. Yeah. With that being said, we are signing off, guys. Thanks for listening, as always. Yep. See you later. Hey everybody, thanks for listening once again to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like this content and you want to hear more, check us out on YouTube at RVA Returners. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud and check us out on Google Play and iTunes.